One thing they really need to do is get a team of experts and a team of experts does not cost that much. So make sure that you have one person who is really uh, a good mentor. So start with that and then get a good attorney, get a good CPA, get it started right. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I am your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has uh, grown uh, several businesses to seven and eight-figure companies, as well as uh, founded uh, Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And today we have another great host on. I always worry that I'm going to kill everybody's day, but I always do. Cecile, is that right? Cecile? I want to say Cecilia. It's Cecily. Cecily, I knew I was going to slaughter it. And I'm like, I'll give her our best shot. Cecily, <laughs> and then Korst is the last name. Yep, that's easy. <laughs> At least got the last name. So um, anyway, apologies on the name. But no, no, no. I blame my dad for real. Uh, he's the one who named me. And I was just like, you know, it could have been like something easy like Sally. And he's like, <laughs> nope, don't care. <laughs> right. Makes it interesting. So anyway, so short intro to you or to... Um, it, or Mrs. Korst. <laughs> so oh, I don't know that, oh, that, that sounds that, that makes you sound old. So no, that sounds, right. that sounds like my grandmother. She's Mrs. Korst. I'm just Cecily. It's okay. You want to call me major? That's fine too. But that gets major weird. Major might way. be one where I have a less like, less, a less likelihood of uh, messing anything up. So we'll go with major. <laughs> All right. Um, and with that, because you were in the Air Force, was an aircraft mechanic for a period of time, enlisted officer in communications and engineering, and then you started kind of your journey of doing uh, different businesses. I think when we talked a little bit before, you got into everything from motorcycle racing to aerospace to app development to everything you're doing today and all sorts of fun stuff. So I won't dive too much into your journey. I'll let you tell it yourself, but uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right. So I gave a, after talking about your name for way too long, I tried to give a, a reasonable uh, introduction, but maybe if you want to walk us through a bit more of your journey and kind of tell us uh, what led you to where you're at today. Um, wow. Okay. Well, um, we'll go in the way back machine, way back <laughs> to the eighties, let's say, cause I mean, this, this gray hair is no lie. Um, <laughs> So I went to uh, architecture school uh, in the middle of the country, Ball State University, mm. and um, really enjoyed it. Learned a lot about design, designing environments for people. Um, graduated from there, but in the meantime, joined the Air Force Reserve um, because I think I needed a little discipline. And a friend of mine said, you know, it will be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, you're probably right. I probably do need to you know, get a little discipline in my, uh, in my resume. So, um, so yeah, I joined the Air Force Reserve as an enlisted member, became an aircraft mechanic. So one weekend a month and two weeks a year, and it was great. I had so much fun. Um, and yes, I did get a little discipline, but, um, it actually took the discipline from, uh, my life from being really crazy to mm. my life being, becoming really ambitious. Okay. So, so you, took the, you took the craziness and funneled it into ambition. I did. I did. Um, but then finished my degree and uh, became an officer in the Air Force and uh, was in communications and civil engineering. Okay. So 23 years of that. <laughs> um, but I think what 
what people don't know about the Air Force is there are like a lot of different ways to serve. So mm -hmm. you can do the Reserve or Guard, and those are very different, even though everybody says, yeah, one week in a month and two weeks a year, that's sort of the general model. Mm -hmm. But really, you can jump in and out of active duty, you can serve as a civilian, you can, there are tons of different ways to mix it up. So I spent 23 years doing a combination of um, just being a traditional reservist hmm. and working the weekends and doing a lot of full-time stuff. So I got to do some amazing things um, on active duty as a reservist. I worked for the Army Corps of Engineers for a while um, and also uh, worked at Los Angeles Air Force Base for a while uh, over there as the deputy director of staff. That's an interesting place. Um, most people don't know that there's an Air Force base right in the middle of um, Los Angeles, but there is. Um, they do uh, satellite acquisition. Right, exactly. Nobody knows it's there. It's 4,000 people just sitting right there in El Segundo. Um, yeah, they buy satellites. That's what they do. <laughs> um, so yeah, from there, um, bounced back and forth again into traditional reserve side and got to work with the Aerospace Corporation, um, a large company called uh, Hilti. They sell tools and fasteners to the construction industry, which, you know, yeah, let's, I was the military director of sales in the, for the U.S. So that combined, like, all of my talents was great because I was a civil engineer. got to go talk to people. Um, it was fantastic on military bases. Yay. <laughs> so on that, so now remind me, and I'm, I may be jumping ahead of the story because I can't remember. But hey, we talked this is not a linear story. <laughs> But so we talked a little bit about you got in with a friend to do motorcycle racing or in order to, I think, you know, teach people. And I think it was train them how to ride and be safely and ride quickly. And that was that why you're in the reserves or as you're doing the military? Is that after you uh, finished up with the with the um, reserves? No, that was while I was still in. Um, so I was a traditional reservist at that point in time. Mm -hmm. um, I was just leaving the aerospace corporation. But um, a friend of mine who uh, we used to ride motorcycles together. Uh, he, he said, what I really hate to see is military members dying because they don't know how to ride properly mm. um, because they're taking their bikes, which, you know, go 200 miles an hour. They're taking their bikes out and doing 200 miles an hour on, you know, roads, like public roads, and they don't know how to recover. They don't know how to ride very well. And he said, I want to fix this. And I'm like, dude, I can help you fix that. But wait, wait, just just jumping in really quick. Where do you go on a public road to go 200 miles an hour? Or, or I guess you're doing it illegal. But even aside from the legality, where do the, where are people going to ride 200 miles an hour? Oh, uh, you can do it in Colorado pretty easily, which is where that business was. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful open road. Don't so you, get me wrong. I want to go 200 miles an hour out there. Legal and stupid. We're going to teach you how to do it better so you don't kill yourself. Right, exactly. And we're also going to introduce you to motorcycle racing. So instead of going crazy on an open road, you're going to go crazy on a track, which is fantastic. So that's, you know, there's medical there, there are rules, you get to win something if you're really good at it. So taking those, that, that craziness for those guys riding motorcycles and turning that into ambition, it's mm. sort of the same path. Okay, no, that makes good sense. And so and, and you're teaching them how to channel the going fast in a safer and better way. So, all right. So you did that. And so, and then I think or you mentioned that you went on to aerospace, which you already kind of hit on. And you did that for a period of time. And I think the third company was 
you're, if I remember right, it was something to do with app development. Uh, and um, you'll have to remind me on that one what the app development was. That's okay. Um, actually, that one was, uh, that was really fun. Um, so we started a company called Chapelor Media with a very good friend of mine. And um, we were doing basically a, a nice mix of uh, online and offline PR. Mm. So uh, digital media and, and traditional media. Uh, she did the traditional side and I did the digital side. So it worked really well. Mm. Um, and we had clients that bridged both and some that, that didn't, but, uh, that, that we had a client that was a, uh, domestic violence shelter hmm. and, um, we became good friends with the CEO over there. And she said, you know, what we, we don't have is a way to check on where all the vacancies are for all of the shelters in the Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles area. And mm. she said, it's really even harder for the police because they can't, they have to start just dialing wherever. They don't know like necessarily who speaks the right language, who has the right open beds, who can take care of this um, survivor the best. And so we created an app to, um, to solve that problem. And so whatever, just out of curiosity, so what happened to the app? Was it still being used, sold off, shut down, all of the above, or what happened to it? I'm, I'm actually not sure because um, from there we, we broke out. Um, they wanted to take it in one direction and I couldn't take it in that direction. So I said, you guys have it, run with it, go crazy. Um, the website's still on my server, so I, I assume it's still up. <laughs> Well, we don't talk about that when we talk. <laughs> well, fair enough. No, I thought, I just think, I certainly get on, on that one where, you know, you'd have that where if you're suffering from the domestic violence and you're having the police involved where they're saying, hey, here's the most, either they have to call a whole bunch or here's the most, or the closest one nearby or whatnot. So just was curious, you know, where it evolved to. And it sounds like others are still off and running with it. And maybe someday you'll have to circle back and see how it's going. Maybe so, I took it as far as I could. Um, but yeah, I hope they, I hope they do some really good stuff with it. So, all right. So then you did that. So you've kind of, you throughout this and, and you've done the military reserves, everything for motorcycles. You did and went, went and worked in aerospace. You did apps for identifying uh, domestic violence shelters. And then I think when we talked before, you kind of took all that and you quit everything in December and decided you're going to go with what you're doing now. Is that right? Right. Exactly. Because I always... I mean, really, I retired from the Air Force in 2013. And so I'm sitting here going, you know, okay, seven years later. Um, and I'm like, hmm, well, let's take all of the best pieces of what I like to do and just build a business around just the fun stuff. Mm. Because, I mean, for real, I have, what, eight more years until I get a retirement paycheck from the mother air force but um yeah so it's sort of like well what do i what am i gonna do um and so it's websites and social media and that's that's all i do in and out every day so was it something that you already because you, you say you do the fun stuff right everybody first of all has a different de definition of fun stuff some you know for me if you were to tell my you know when i talk to my wife when i talk about patents and trademarks that would not at all be fun for her. And she'd say it's boring to sit at the desk and read about adventures all day and type and whatnot. And yet I enjoy it. 
Um, and yet for her, the flip side is, is she likes to do, you know, before she's a full-time mom now, but before that she was a nurse and worked for the, the Cleveland clinic for a period of time. And so that would be her definition of fun. So how did you identify what was the fun stuff or where you wanted to focus on or what was the fun stuff to you? Oh, um, I think it goes back to the architecture degree, quite honestly. Um, it's about, it's taking that education and that creativity and designing experiences and online spaces for people to explore. So um, I think it's, it's just, it's content creation is just super fun for me. It's the stuff that makes me laugh. It's the stuff that makes me just want to get up in the morning and go directly to the office. Um, you know, that's how else do you define the fun stuff? It's the stuff you want to do all the time. Well, because and I'll, I'll play it's a fair enough answer i'll flavor my or my question or i'll update my answer so you can there's a lot of fun things that you can do that don't make any money right or aren't a business right so right. one of the fun things i like to do or the ones that we're working on now well it started out fun and i'm hoping the fun comes back is that we we were uh restoring a v, an old vw bus to take on family vacation and working on that so you know it kind of goes in ways where it's really fun and then it gets expensive and it's less fun and then it comes back and it's fun but you know, while, while, while that's uh, very fun to do as a family, it doesn't necessarily make a business, right? It doesn't make something that I will like. I'm never going to be a VW bus rest restoration expert or anything of that nature, even though I enjoy doing it for myself. And so how do you, how do you find a mix of what's fun and what, and what along with what makes a good business? Um, hmm. Well, <laughs> is there, no, is there a need? Um, number one, because if there's, if there's a need, then somebody's willing to pay you to do it. Mm. So, I mean, like, I'm, I have a need uh, for my house to be painted. And um, right now, the guys are in the back. Um, you know, I'm willing to pay somebody else to do that. Well, you know, if you're not very good at social media or you don't have time to do it, you have the need and you're going to pay somebody else to do it for you. That's where I come in. Hi. <laughs> you need me to do social media for you? We do content creation. We fix up your website if you have one, um, because most of the time we run across websites that are just dreadful. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I guess that's how you do it. I mean, I guess I would do this regardless of whether I got paid or not. It's just nice to get paid. <laughs> it, it is always nice to get paid. No, but I, I think it's one that people oftentimes, you know, you always hear follow your passions or follow your, and I, I'm all for that and I'm not putting that down at all. But your passion, especially, you know, if you're younger in your career, you're going to, if you don't have retirement in place, if you don't have savings in place, and you're trying to say, I'm going to follow my passion and dream, I think that you do need to identify how you can apply that in the marketplace or where the, as you mentioned, where the need is so that you can say, okay, this is my passion. This is where I'll be doing a great job at, but I also have to make sure that actually it's an, it suits a, suits a need and people will pay me for it. And then if you can find that sweet spot, that's a fun place to be because then you get to enjoy what you do. It's fun to you as you enjoy it, as it's fun, then you get to help more people and you get to do it or have fun along the way and it suits the need and you get to make some money along the way. So, so well, you made the jump. <laughs> there are a billion jobs out there. You know, go find one that lights your fire for real. Sure. And if you can't find one, make it up. All right, make it up. That's, I, I like that. That's a good new mantra. Make up your own job if you can't find it. So, so now you did it. You made the jump back in December, quit everything else, focus on what you're doing today. How's it gone so far? 
You know, we've also, you know, everybody, several people I've talked to on the podcast, you know, they've made the jump in December, January, February, even in March, and you have COVID hit, and they're all saying, well, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the best time, but hey, we got it. I made the decision, I'm going to go with it. But how has it gone for you as far as making a jump in December and then building up to what you find or building on what you find fun? Oh, wow. Well, um, you know, I live in a digital world, really. Uh, so I really, nothing's changed for me. Um, I could go out and get more business. Um, but what I have right now keeps me super busy and it allows also a little extra wiggle room so that I can do some extras for my clients that, you know, just make them happy and make things work. So, um, yeah, it's COVID has not changed anything. I'm still working in the same office. Um, you know, I've got the I got a new little pound puppy over here. She's, you might hear her every once in a while. She's scratching, but, uh, but yeah, life has not changed a whole lot. All right. So then if life hasn't changed, what is the next, if you're going to look at now, try and forecast out next six months to a year, what are the goals or where do you want to be? Um, I have two freelancers that I would like to bring back on. So that means more clients so that I can keep them employed. Um, because you know, not everybody is, is doing as well as they'd like to be. So, uh, I like to take, take care of my people. Um, so I will be going in, out and getting more clients probably starting in August. Um, but, uh, yeah, things aren't going to change as much. It's just going to get bigger. So the goal in the next six months to year is to grow, bring out additional clients and be able to bring on your contractors full time and uh, have the work to, to keep them busy. So, okay. So now as we kind of get towards, uh, towards the end of the podcast, and I always ask two questions towards the end, so we'll jump to those now. So if you did, uh, the first question I always ask is, uh, what is the worst business decision you ever made? Um, actually, there are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that by saying the worst decision that I've made that impacts my business now um, right. was I should have gone full active duty when I joined the military. I should have, I should have said, great. I'm going to sign the paperwork and just be 20 and done. So, um, so that I wasn't waiting for that retirement check and my could accelerate my business just a little bit more because of that income. Nice. So that's that in that decision back in 1990, um, really affects what I do now and how I operate because it's a little more out of, it's a little more out of a necessity instead of just pure fun and desire okay no but it's not but the fun and desire is still there understand (laughs) but i want to tell you that the best business decision i've made um is going back to school quite honestly yeah extra question i didn't even ask for the best business decision (laughs) so all right so you worst decision that you wish you'd go back was to uh, be able to uh, sign and do the the military full-time um, but in, in to contemporaneous to that, the best one is to go back to school. So, okay, that's the first question. And then I'll jump to the second one, which is, so if you're to talk with somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, just winding it going, just getting started, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, okay, I'm going to give them two pieces of advice because, yay. <laughs> uh, so the one thing they really need to do is get a team of experts. And a team of experts does not cost that much. So make sure that you have one person who is really uh, a good mentor. So start with that. And then 
get a good attorney, get a good CPA, get it started right. And the second piece of advice is just start, just do it. I mean, if you, ha however you have to scrounge the money to get your big team. Um, and you can also, you know, sometimes you can barter with people um, mm -hmm. is just start. I mean, quite honestly, and don't compare yourself to others because, well, if you do that, you can always say, well, dumber people than me have started businesses. So let's just start. There you go. So there's almost three pieces of advice. What is to get a good team and get experts, just get started. And dumber people than me have started a business and been successful. So all of the above are great, I think, great uh, pieces of advice. So, so as we wrap up and people are wanting to reach out to you, they're wanting to use your web services, your digital marketing, your expertise, or just wanting to or bounce ideas off of you or get involved, what is the best way to, to connect up with you? They should go to my website, which is coursed.co. So K-O-R-S-T dot C-O. That's the best place to get a hold of me. We've got a bunch of different forms. And also right now we are, uh, right now the website is temporarily closed um, only because we are putting a, um, we're putting in a new little feature that is uh, trying to stop hate across the interweb. Mm -hmm. So um, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to see any hateful websites out there. And if somebody wants to report one, we are happy to do that for them. So right now we're, we're pushing, we're pushing that out and it'll be up today. <laughs> By the time the podcast airs, it should, it'll already be up and we'll be good to go. So exactly, exactly. But yeah, course.co, you can reach out to me there. All right, perfect. Well, I certainly invite everybody to reach out to, uh, whether it's to stop the hate and to help or to get your help there, or just uh, another way, any other digital uh, digital platform um, help uh, to certainly reach out to you there. Um, for those of you that are looking to uh, tell your story and have a great story to tell and, and been through a great journey, love to have you on the podcast and you can apply to be a guest at inventivejourneyguest.com. And if you'd like to, uh, Make sure if you're a listener to subscribe to hear this episode and all, all other episodes that are coming so you get that notification. And certainly if you need any help with patents and trademarks, we're always here to help at Miller IP Law. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. It was fun to hear your journey. It certainly uh, it was a great journey and wish you the best in the next leg of your journey as you work towards um, building it, your digital empire as well as to wait for the retirement so that you can even uh, ramp it into further gear. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. And everybody else out there, be safe on the interwebs.